welcome to the AOL podcast. Let's dive right into this week's message. Y'all came expecting to hear from God today. I believe in this room is full of all kinds of different circumstances. I believe in this room there's walls that have been built up, whether by you or by somebody else. But I believe there is power and I believe there is might in the room. That there is no stronghold, there is no infirmity, there is no sickness, disease, or any kind that has to stay on you, mindset, whatever it is. I believe that when you came in, made the choice to be in the house of God today, that freedom is in the room. Come on, how many of y'all don't believe that freedom is in the room? The Bible says, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So God, right now in Jesus' name. I pray for the power of God to be in operation right now. I loose, crush, and destroy every attitude, every argument that was done in the car before they walked in, whatever kind of uh, animosity, whatever kind of anxiety, fear of any kind, I break it off of them. And I pray that right now, that through your might and by your spirit, I pray that you open eyes to see and ears to hear. That they may not be led by their flesh, but they would feed the Spirit of God that's on the inside of him. And God, I pray that they would walk in one way and leave victorious in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I move in our midst today. Move in our midst. Lord, I know it's cold out here. Oh, cold outside, but it's warm in here. It's warm in here. So, Lord, I just pray, Spirit of the living God, breathe on us today. Breathe on us today in Jesus' name. Why don't you find three people, shake their hand, and say, I'm so glad you came to church this morning. I'm so glad you came to church. Some of you, you need to say, I'm so glad you finally came to church. It's about time you're here. All right, all right, all right. Amen. Praise God. Well, who's happy to be here? I'm happy you're here. Amen. Well, if you can have a seat. Last night, uh, I had the honor to open up prayer for the Lincoln-Reagan dinner that was here that some of our very own David and Beverly Bailey um, started CP4T. And, and I, had the, I had the opportunity to open it in prayer. And I always asked them, I said, can I just share some things that are on my heart? And uh, our mayor, Cole Stanley, was there. And, and um, anyways, I got up there and I said this, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Now, you got to understand this room is full of tuxedos and nice coats and done up hair. It's very formal. And here I am. I get up there and say, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Now, I told him, I said, you might understand why in the world, hello, why in the world are you telling nursery rhymes at a political event? Well, because have you seen the White House? <laughs> it, might be, it might be time for us to get back to some nursery rhymes and think, get things back to the basics, right? And so... I told them I told them this, and I'd heard this before. Uh, we were at a conference, and Tony Evans alluded to this: that the danger or the the tragedy about the story is not that Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. The tragedy about the story is that all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. 
And this is a room that's full of dignitaries. I mean, Dan Patrick was there, lieutenant governor. We had uh, um, Kerry Sparks, uh, one of our Texas senators, uh, our congressman, Ronnie Jackson. And I've said nothing against you guys. But America has fallen, and I'm thankful for great men that are in our leadership today. But here's the deal. Humpty Dumpty can't put back, be put back together by all the king's horses and all the king's men. Humpty Dumpty has to want to get back together again. And not only that, the only way that America is going to get back to where we need to be is not from any man what was in that room or who was elected this year. It's going to have to be the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Amen. <clears throat> so the reason that I open with that, if you're Humpty Dumpty and you've fallen off of the wall, no matter how, what size you are, maybe it's just in your life, you're at a place where you've fallen and you've fallen into a place that you don't understand. We're in this series right now about talking about the choices that we make. How many of y'all know you can be in a room with some people you can, you can have, uh, uh, and you can, you can have two people standing next to each other, and they can go through the same circumstances, but there's one that will make the choice that no matter what I go through, I'm going to win in the end. And the other one could go through the same exact thing and be, be in the dumps. There's some decisions that you have to make in life in order to live in victory. Uh, Joshua said this at the end of his closing remarks in his book. He said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He's saying, I am making the choice for me and my household. And you've got to make the choice for your household as well, that I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to walk in joy. And so uh, the first choice that we talked about was in Matthew 6, says this, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. One of the things that Jesus speaks, and when he's talking on the Sermon on the Mount, he tells us this. He said, you got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. And he said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. How I many of y'all would agree that even in the world that we live in today, there's no love, there's no unity. And there's no unity because God is not in the picture. Because here's the deal, when you love God, you will love people. And it doesn't matter how they vote. It doesn't matter what color of skin they have. It doesn't matter their demographics, whether they make a lot or don't make a lot. When you love God, you love people. Are you hearing me this morning? You love people. Now, you don't want them to stay where they're at. You want, you want to encourage them and strengthen them. But my whole point is this. We will not grow in our society, in your walk with Christ, if you don't first make the choice to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Here's the next thing that I want to talk about this morning, and, <clears throat> or, or the second thing that we talked about. Pastor Buck was here, and he said, change happens when change happens, and that's very simple. But there's a lot of people that they stay at the same place that they are, and they want change in their life. They want change, but in order to have change, you've got to change some things. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, and you can't do, keep doing the same thing in order to see change in your life. I know that's easier said than done, but proof's in the pudding. Here's the third thing. Last week, I loved it. I mean, if you were here, I, I believe it with all my heart, but I love the household of God. I love the church of the living God. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And if you were here, we talked about making the choice that no matter how cold it is, no matter what kind of snow's outside, no matter how hot it is or a good day, 
We're going to make the choice that this year, you know what? We're going to be in the house of God to encourage one another. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10 verse 24 to forsake not the assembling of saints together. And there's lots of people on Instagram and stuff that they think they know what they're saying. We are the church. It doesn't matter where you are. Last week, if you were here, I proved to you. I showed you in Scripture from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. God's always had a people and God's always had a place. You have to have a place where you meet with God. And the church of the living God is that. Now, today, I kind of want to go on a different path. And this is a big one. And I'm not saying that I picked these because I'm a pastor and dealing with people. But I'm going to tell you that I picked these because I'm a pastor and I deal with people. And it's also by the Spirit of God. If you're going to win in life, <clears throat> in your spirit walk, that we're talk, we're obviously what we're talking about being in the house of God. You've got to make the choice in 2024 that you've got to learn how to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. People lose because they lose in their mind. Can I say it again? People lose because they lose in their mind. Have you ever thought about this? I always think about different stuff like this. Like what was a what was a person thinking when he was inside of his home? I know it was probably on a panhandle day when the wind was blowing 80 miles an hour and it was negative 20. I have to go out and get water and bring it in. What if we had water in the house? What if we had pipes inside of our home? What if we had running water? What if I didn't have to go out there and squat in the snow? What if I didn't have to go to the outhouse? What if it was right inside of here where the smell could go throughout the whole house? What if? Have you ever thought about this? What, what was going through uh, the right boy's mind, which I'm so thankful they had the mind of Christ, especially when you go on those long road trips, you think to yourself, it'd be so much better. You know, I wish I could do what I do in my dreams. Have you ever been in a dream when you're in a place where it's a little bit sketchy and you just start flying away? All right. Uh, maybe it's the sleeping pills. I don't know, but I've done that. All right. Uh, but how many of y'all thankful for, for flights? I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that I can get from one place to the other. If a thousand miles away, I can be there in just a couple of hours. But what happened was, is they had a thought, what if we could fly? In California, there was a man by the name of Steve Jobs that probably came home from the library that was in a room full of a computer. And he thought to himself, it started with a thought, what if I brought that computer into people's homes? Bell had the idea, what if we communicated rather than Morse code and actually having a Pony Express? What if we could communicate and hear exactly what they want on telephone lines from one from the east to the west coast? But my, and, and then Steve Jobs took it even further. What if we have that internet, that iPad, that everything inside of your pocket with the cell phone? My whole point is this. The things that have changed history and changed our life, they first started with how I many y'all know there's power in thoughts? You know, I, I, I know this because I've grown up in sports and I love sports. People who win, they win in their mind first. You hear me? People who win, they win in their mind first. People who win in marriage, they win in their mind first. People who win in parenting, they win in their mind first. Young people, y'all listen to me because you're learning this. If you're going to be a winner, you've got to learn first how to win inside of your mind. Would you all agree? But there is power inside your thoughts. There is power. There is power. Wonder-working power in your thoughts. Look what Henry Ford said. I'm reading this book, and this quote came across. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford. 
I mean, y'all know that's true. Whether you think you can or you think you can, you're right. Because whatever a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So thinking about cars and all the things that we love, it all first started with a thought. How many of y'all know there's so much good that can come from a thought? How many of y'all know there's so much bad that can come from a thought? From a thought, the Holocaust was started. How many of y'all know the Holocaust was bad? War has been started because first of a thought. Adultery has happened inside of a marriage because it first started with a thought. Murder happens because it first starts with a thought. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 2 says this. I want to read it out of the New American Standard, and then I want to read it out of the message. It says, A wise man's heart directs him towards the right, but the foolish man's heart directs him towards the left. The message translation says it like this. Wise thinking leads to right living. Oh, man, lean in. Wise thinking leads to right living. Stupid thinking leads to wrong living. You think? How many of y'all know living is a result of your thinking? You don't just wake up one day and, and find yourself divorced or separated. It first starts off with the thought that you look better than you really look inside the mirror. And she's having some eyes for you, or it starts with a text message or social media or however that works. You don't just find yourself at divorce court. There were some thoughts that happened. People that are addicted to drugs and in crack houses today in Amarillo, Texas, I promise you they didn't just find themselves there. They didn't just find themselves under a bridge. There was a thought that led to a behavior that they lived out. I'm being so for real this morning. It first starts with a thought. I want you to think about it. Like, like a crack addict or a, or, or a drug addict. They, they didn't first, it was alcohol that numbed the pain. And they think, is there something a little bit stronger? And they, they smoke a little of that. And then they have, uh, I, I mean, isn't it crazy that it started with a thought? I mean, crystal meth is great. But if we mix Drano with it, it'd be so much better. Like who even thinks like that? You see what I'm saying? You don't just wake up one day and you're a crackhead. Can I tell you this? Lazy people think lazy before they are lazy. They think lazy before they are lazy. They think lazy. I'm telling you this morning, I, I always like to come in here awake, which I'm a morning person anyway. But I had put it on my alarm that I was going to go to the gym at 630 get on the bike inside of a sauna at Hot Works from 6.30 to 7. Can I tell you, at 5.45, I was thinking, man, it's so warm in this bed. <laughs> and it's so cold outside. My mind was wondering, like, how can I get away with not going to the gym? Right? How can I just get up and go to Donut Stop? It's on the way. <laughs> Don't look at me judgmental. You know you've done it too. I had these thoughts inside of my head. And I knew I just had to go. I had to come back. We started this cold plunge where my wife has got me into all kinds of fun things. And we, get, we got home, and, and, and we're like, she's 50 days strong. I'm 40 days strong on the cold plunge. And it's cold. It was 40 degrees. Here I am in the garage, and it's cold out there. Just came home from the sauna. Let me tell you, before you get in the cold plunge, you have to win it in your mind before you get inside of there. But what I'm getting at is I first, my first initial action was to be lazy. There was times 
where I think to myself, I know I have eight head to shoe today. It would be just so nice to just take the day off. I think lazy, and then I am lazy. Are you guys seeing this? When I'm sick, sometimes there's people in this room, you're not really as sick as you are, but you think you are, and you think yourself sicker than you are. Amen? Even times where I've been terrible, you can ask, you can ask Pastor Brandy, like where, where I really don't feel that good, but I make sure that my, my headspace gets into a place where it is well and walking in life and walking in victory, and I get myself up out of the bed, and I go, and I do it anyway. Come on, you, if you want to win, you have to think winning. I know this is going to help somebody this morning. I know you ain't shot me down because I'm preaching good, but here's the deal. Everything begins with a thought. Every sin starts with a thought. Every good thing starts with a thought. Every argument first started with a thought. Can I talk to the men just for a second? Kenneth, there's times where I'm in a uh, battle with Brandy. We shouldn't say battle. We are in a heated, no, not heated. Let's not use heated. We're in a disagreement. Amen. Thank you. All right. Where I'm obviously right and she's obviously wrong. And there's sometimes where it goes through my head that I know if I say this, oh, God, that's stupid. But then I say it anyway. <laughs> and then I think to myself, how stupid. You are so dumb. I'm getting locked up in marriage jail for two days. But I first thought it was dumb. And here's the deal. It was dumb. You know, just like right now, there's times where I, I you know, there's times where people, the um, just yesterday, I, I saw somebody, um, and he said, hey, how you doing, preacher? He didn't go to the church or anything. I said, hey, I'm good. He said, you know what, excuse my French. And then he tells me what he said, you know. And let me tell you, it wasn't les compétents. You're what the French call les compétents. Parlez-vous français, oui, oui. It wasn't none of that. <laughs> but even me, to say those words... I have to think about those words, right? What I'm getting at is this. Every sin, every argument, every good thing, every bad thing first starts with a thought. So I want you to leave this with today. I'm going to build a case right now, and then I'm going to give you some things on how we can, uh, we can come against this. But how about let's make the decision right now. In 2024, we're going to make the choice to not let our, our thoughts run wild. Amen. Who's with me this morning? I'm not going to let my thoughts run wild. Amen. Romans chapter 12. You know the text. If you know anything about the book of Romans, I love it. But Paul began this epistle, this letter to the Romans, and he's dealing with the position we have as believers. That's what he's doing. And he addresses the doctrine before he dealt with duty. Meaning... We know this, we are not saved by our works, we're saved by grace. But when we know we're saved by grace, we can't help but give back. We, we understand that the work is done. How many of y'all know it's not what we've done, but what he's already done for us? And that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, and that there is nothing more uh, to do to get close to God or to enjoy the blessing of our Lord than the result of saying, God, I, I just want to serve you. I want to serve you. And that's why after spending 11 chapters talking about man's ruined condition and God's, rich, and God's rich salvation in chapter 12, Paul begins to encourage us to start serving him. 
So we get to verse 1, and it says, therefore. So meaning all the things that I said, therefore. This is like Ephesians chapter 6 when he says, finally, my brethren. This is a part. And so he goes, and so, in the New Living Testament, and so, brothers and sisters. Like, all of that was good, but I really hope you get this. I plead with you. He's begging us. To give your bodies to God because all he has done for you, let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Here it is. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. How many of y'all know we've got to allow God to transform the way we think? And how we do that? We do that through his word. You've got to dump out the old, and you've got to bring in the new. And when you bring in new thoughts, what happens is, is it's going to bring in new behaviors. I'm going to answer this for you. Some of you, you need new behaviors. So write this down. I'm building a case. The first thing I want you to write down, what I think determines my behavior. What I think determines my behavior. You know, some people in here, they think this because this is all you know. But they think Christianity is, is about white knuckling it. Can I tell you, it's not about white knuckling it. It's not like, I, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to do better. I'm going to turn over a new leaf. How many of y'all know you need to tap into some power that you don't have in your own ability? The power of the Holy Spirit. So he's saying don't white knuckle it. What he's saying, be transformed from the inside out. You're going to have to renew your mind. Renewing my thinking will lead to renewing my living. Renewing my thinking will lead to renewing my living. You, you can't, like I said a while ago, you can't do this in your own strength. You can't do this in your own power. You've got to allow the word that is sharper, the Bible says, than a two-edged sword... Cut those garbage thoughts out of you. you here's the deal. You behave by default. You behave by default. Would you all agree with me? You behave by default. Like, I'll tell you this. I was not raised, or I was raised in a Christian home, but my mom and dad was not. My dad wasn't, and my mom was not. They got saved, had us kids, and so... Uh, I love my granny. May she rest in peace. She is not here, but she was wound up tighter than a banjo string. I mean, just wound up about everything. So that's all my father knew. I don't really know much about my mom's parents, but I know this. She was not raised in a godly home. And when you're raised, not raised in a godly home, I know this. You don't have love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faithfulness and meekness and temperance. I know this. You worry I know that you make big deals out of things that aren't big deals because you don't know the word of God. And so my parents, they get saved. And they know this, that is not the way to live life. That is not, we don't want the behavior inside of our kids. So now, now I have a family, and all I've known is principles and teachings by the word of God. Did we go through big things? Yes. Well, I lost a sister in 1988. We had loss inside of our home. But can I tell you, I grew up in a home that was full of peace. I grew up in a home that was full of love. I grew up in a home that depicted all the traits 
uh, 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 of the Spirit of God. And so what I'm getting at is this. You might behave that way by default, but you don't have to stay that way through the Word of God. You've got to change the way that you think because what I think determines my behavior. Here's the second thing. What you think or what I think determines how I feel. Hey, you guys awake? You want to feel different? I had somebody just tell me this week, they said, Travis, what are you on? You are so happy. Listen, I, I, I choose, every morning I wake up choosing to be happy. I'm going to, is there things that I have to deal with? Yes. Things that are terrible? Yes. And I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But can I tell you, I can at that moment have a choice whether to feel down in the dumps or make myself up in the high places. What I think determines how I feel. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. We all know it. He says, finally, my brethren, NIV and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. How many of y'all want to experience peace in your life? I should see 100% participation when I ask that question. All right? If you're a spouse, you should lift your hand. All right? I'm gonna, so what he's saying right here, if you want peace, you've got to fix your thoughts on the right things. And when I fix my thoughts on the right things, I get the right feelings. And what happens is, is God shows up as Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Are you hearing me this morning? There is something good that's going on in your life. Here's the second one. So first of all, I'm going to think uh, what I think determines my behavior. What I think determines how I feel. Here's the third one. How I think determines my destiny. Because think about it. Your behavior is going to go into your destiny. How you feel is going to go into your destiny. My thoughts determine my destiny. It says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 5, it says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. You don't say. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. I asked it a while ago, and I'm going to ask it again. How many of y'all want life and peace inside of your life? Yeah. I know I do. Yeah. If you want life and peace, you've got, to, you've got to control what you set your mind on. But can I just say this? You can't control everything that you think. You guys are looking at me like sinners, like I'm a sinner. Am I the only one in the room? Because I don't care how long you've been serving God. I don't care what your spiritual status is. There's always going to be a time where the enemy tries to come in like a flood. I've been in a healing line before praying for people. And I have this thought that's, oh my gosh, where did that come from? In the most spiritual moments I've ever had. You know, in the morning when I pray and I seek the Lord, I have to every time bind every devil in hell out of my head. Because I want to fix my attentions on him. I want to direct them towards him. But can I tell you, I'm thinking about a horse's foot. I'm thinking about the kids. I'm thinking about soccer. I'm thinking about this church and pastoring, the right decision. 
but I just want to fix my, my eyes on him. How many of y'all have ever just had them moments before? It's like, where in the world? <laughs> I had one this week after the Cowboy game. Should I just start rooting for the Bills? <laughs> and I was like, honey, I need some like Zoloft or something. I need like, get this under control. You guys know what I'm saying. If you watched the Cowboys last week, I'm like, what in the world? My brother Austin actually sent me an application to be a Bills fan. I said, get thee behind me, Satan, in Jesus' name. Right? Yeah, you all get what I'm saying? Like, there's times, like, where did that, if you've been on Coulter Street, you know? Y'all are looking at me like you're all saved and perfect. That's fine. I'll tell you what I think. I have a gun, a 9 millimeter, in my truck all the time. If I blow out their tires, they will not drive like an idiot around me. Come on. I think these things. You know what I'm saying? I, I just have these crazy thoughts go inside of my head. Like, maybe Biden is right. I know that's not God. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, Lord, have mercy. This is my point. Let me reel it in right here. John, John Osteen said this. This is so good. You can't control the birds that fly over your head. You know, this morning... Uh, I, I went outside, I could hear some geese, and then they came over. I can't control them going over my head. But you know what I can control? I can control them building a nest inside my hair. You're going to have thoughts. You're going to have crazy stuff. I mean, you work in a workplace full of non-believers and all kinds of different stuff. You're, you're, you're in a world, but not of this world. You see what I'm saying? And so you're going you're gonna to be in this, and you can't control that. But what you can do is you can captivate it. You can say, you know what? You're not going to hang around here. I'm not going to think on this and lead to a, a horrible life. I'm not going to let it build. Where is my Bible? Oh, it's over here. Uh, I'm not going to let it build a nest inside of my head. You guys getting something out of that? I hope you are. Because here's the deal. What I think is going to control my destiny. And I know what I think and what I hold on to, if I do not captivate it, I'm going to find myself in a place 10 years down the road. I want you to think about David's life. David, he thought, I'll just stay home and be lazy and not go to war. And because of his thinking, being lazy and staying home, he looked out the window, saw Splish Flash. She was taking a bath all about a Saturday night. Rub-a-dub-dubba in the tubba, Bathsheba. The first time he looked was a blessing. The second time he looked, it was a curse. And then from that thinking led to another thought, I want to lay with her. And that thought led to, I have to kill her husband. He didn't want to murder, but in minutes it happened because it all came from a thought. Woo! I mean, I know this is important. This is so important. You can either walk yourself into victory or walk yourself into defeat. So here it is. This is how we captivate it. Number one, I won't be long. Those of you that are new here, blessed are the short-winded preachers, for they shall be asked to return. That's my favorite scripture right there, all right? Number one, write it down. I'm going to captivate my thoughts, and this is how I'm going to do it. Number one, I'm going to examine them. I'm going to put them on the, under the x-ray. I don't know where I got this quote. I don't know where it came from. Maybe it's a book that I wrote, but I write some stuff down, and I forget. And so forgive me that I can't have the honor of giving it to who it's from. But here, this is so good. Predictable outcomes happen because you make disciplined decisions over a long period of time. 
Predictable outcomes happen because you make disciplined decisions over a long period of time. Consistency creates confidence. Meaning this, every day you're going to have to examine your thoughts. Every single day. If you're going to make it to the finish line, there's every single day you're going to have to do it. It's over a long period of time. And this is how we examine it. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow. And this is a part right here that I want you to lean in. He's talking about the word. And is able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart. So when a thought comes in, you need to judge it. I know you see on TikTok, I'm sick of all these judging Christians. Well, you need to judge yourself. You need to judge your thoughts. Is that from God? Is that real? Am I really sick? Am I really? Because the Bible says... He took his infirmities and bore my sicknesses. I'm going to judge it through the word of God. I can't do that, but you know what? I'm going to judge it through the word. I'm going to judge that thought and say, you know what? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too slow. I'm too this. I'm too that. Listen, I'm going to judge it through the word of God. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Come on. I'm going to judge it through the word of God. I'm going to examine it. I'm going to x-ray it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play truth, truth or false with the word of God. Is that true? No. No, that's not true. No, that is not true. See, that's why it's important. The Bible says his word is a lamp unto your feet and a light, in, uh, light into your path. Uh, the Bible also says I'm going to hide God's word in my heart. That's why it's so important when that, that you have the word in you all the time, that when that thought comes in, that you're able to judge it rightfully. Through the word. So the first one I'm going to do is I'm going to examine it. I'm going to examine it. Everybody say examine. Yeah. Number two, this I'm going to captivate my thoughts. Number two, I'm going to replace it. This is huge. Oh, boy. Write it down. If you're not taking notes, just go ahead and write it down. you got to replace it. Romans 12, 2. I'm going to read it out of the old King James. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing. Renewing. I'm going to replace it. I'm going to renew it. When Yesterday as I was studying this, remind me that I'm putting this right here. All right, thank you. When I was thinking about it, I was thinking about renewing a license because it's time for me. So what I had to do is I had to go down, get an oil change while I was there. They looked up and they gave me an inspection of, of my truck. Then I go downtown with my papers and pay for it to be renewed. What they're telling me is what was good for 2023 is not... Or, not good for 2024. This is where I'm getting you, right here. I got a spinner bait on, and I'm messing with you right now. What was good for last Sunday is not good for this Sunday. What was good for Monday, Tuesday through Thursday and Friday and Saturday is not going to be good enough for the next day. Every day you're going to have to renew your mind. Every day you're going to have to pick up that cross. Every night, every day I'm going to have to renew my mind. Because I cannot tell you, the enemy, it doesn't matter how long you've been serving God, he is crouching at the door of your life ready to come in. You've got to renew it. They're saying this, what was good, that oil change that was good for those three months, it's not good unless you come in and get it renewed. 
Spending time with God in the morning, that's how you're going to renew your mind. You've got to replace it. Right now, I want you to think about a purple elephant. You know, with the big feet, and it's purple. It's not pink. It's not blue. It's purple. I want you to think about the purple elephant right now. There's a purple elephant in the room. But if I say just don't think about it, you're still going to think about it. You're still thinking about a purple elephant. And I told you not to think about the purple elephant with the big tusk, tusk on both sides and, you know, the snout. And it's purple. You're see, you're still thinking about it, even though I told you not to think about it. But if I do something like this. Man, when I was born, this man sailed the sea and told me of his life in the land. We all live in a yellow submarine. Yellow submarine. Yellow submarine. You might be thinking about a yellow submarine. I don't know. You might be thinking about the Beatles walking across the street. I don't know. But here's the thing. You ain't thinking about a purple elephant anymore. That's what I'm getting at. That's why it's so important that you're in the house of God. That's why it's so important that you seek, first, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's so important. That it's, yeah, that's why you're in the word. Because you can't just say, I'm not going to think that no more. No, you've got to replace it. You've got to replace it. You've got to have something else that comes in out with the old, but you can't keep a space there of nothing. You've got to replace it with something. Everybody say replace it. Renew it. Everybody say renew it. Everybody say renew it. All right, we're getting somewhere. First one, we examine it. Number two, we replace it. Number three, I'm going to direct them. I'm going to direct my thoughts. Bible says in Isaiah 26 and verse 3, New American Standard says, The steadfast of mind, of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Look at it in the New Living Testament. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. He's saying when your thoughts are fixed on him, there's perfect peace and you begin to trust him. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2 says, Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. See, what we've got to do is direct our thoughts. I told you a while ago when I pray in the morning, I've got to be intentional. Be intentional to think about the right things. I've got to put myself in the right headspace. I've got to think about his character. I've got to think about his love. I've got to think about uh, what, what he thinks towards peace, what he thinks towards my life. Because if I'm not careful, I'm going to be thinking about the game. I'm going to be thinking about what happened on the news. I'm going to think about what happened in the neighborhood or at the school or inside my marriage. And I've got to make the intentional uh, uh, purpose that I'm going to think about things that are true and noble and of a good report. So I'm going to direct them. Here's the last one. And this is a biggie. I'm going to ask the band to come and I'm going to close right here. The other night, Chloe Peters graduated from high school, from AOLCA. Give her a hand for graduating from high school, even though. <laughs> Carmen asked me to say a few things, and I always think to myself this, what would I tell my 18-year-old self? Those of you that are in the room, you've lived enough life, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? I know this is the first thing that comes to my mind. It's the first one that comes to mind, my mind. And if you were in our youth group, you've heard this many times. And if you've lived in the Bennett home, you've heard this. Or if you're my nephew, you've heard this. You rise and fall to the level of your friends. Birds of a feather flock together. 
I told her the other night, if you picture your friends in an orange jumpsuit picking up trash on the side of the road, you might as well get fitted for your orange jumpsuit too. Because you will do what you hang around with. Is that not true? And so here's the last one. Grow them. You've got to grow them. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 says this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. It says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. My point is this. You've got to find a people and you've got to find a place that's going to help me grow my thoughts. Like there's some people that when it hits the fan, when it hits the fan that you call, and the reason you call them is because they're on your side. Like can I tell you what's ruined more marriages, good marriages than anybody else is a mother-in-law or somebody's mother? Can I tell you in a marriage there's his side, there's her side, and then there's the truth. So what you need to do is you need to have somebody in your life that's going to help you grow your thoughts. And say, what is it that you can do to make this situation better? Not, you need to leave him. What God put together, let no man separate. God is for marriage, the covenant of marriage. Don't be listening to people on the other line. Can I tell you, you need to surround yourself with people that are going to make you better. You know who I'm attracted to? I'm attracted to successful people. You know why they're successful? Because I know they first thought successful. And there's a reason they're successful. I, I am not, I promise you, and this isn't anything wrong. Across the internet, they may think different. I, I may be drawn out of love to help people that's under the bridge at I-40 in Western. But I am not drawn to hang out there and see, hey, let's do life together. No, because that's miserable. Who wants to live like that? I don't. But can I tell you the reason that they're there? They may tell you different because they've been told to think different. Somebody else did this to me. No, Humpty Dumpty fell because Humpty Dumpty made bad choices. And hump, you're the same way. And Humpty Dumpty made bad choices because first, Humpty Dumpty thought wrong. And you're still in a place where you're like all the king's horses. If somebody just helps me out or does this, no, 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 listen. Humpty Dumpty has to make the choice to get himself in the right headspace. That if I'm going to win, I've got to first think winning. You know what? One of the, I would say, I think, I think about this. These are those moments where I think about like the what ifs. I think this, that if I was to run into somebody from high school, I was thinking about it the other night when Chloe had a 24 up here. I was thinking, man, I graduated high school a long time ago. Some of y'all, it's way longer, like Pastor Robert. But <laughs> I think to myself this. If those people that I used to be with in high school would say, you haven't changed a bit. Because I know this. Change happens when change happens. And if I was the same that I was when I was 16 and 17 years old, I've got a lot of growing up to do. And you know where I grew up? 
And this is one thing that I can just be confident about. I grew up in my head. Pastor, you don't, you don't know the things that I've been through. You don't know the things that I go through. You don't know the weight that I carry. Pastor, you don't experience the loss that I've had. You don't experience, you've never, you haven't experienced the loss that I've had. I could say the same thing. But you know what I've chose to do? I, I've got kids to raise. I, I've got a wife to be a husband to. I've got a God to serve. I've got a church to pastor. I can't let these little things run me off course. But it all starts every single morning right here. Right here. I promise you. It starts right here. I have this conversation with people all the time. Like, you know, people that are late to things. They think late before they are late. And it drives me absolutely insane. I'm, I'm just telling you, there is power in your thoughts. There's power in your thoughts. Some of y'all right now, you came in here this morning defeated. Defeated. And I hope you leave here victorious because you're saying this. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to examine that thought. I'm going to put it under the x-ray of the word of God. What I'm going to do is I'm going to replace that thought. I hope today in the word you replaced it. I'm going to direct my thoughts towards him. That is not true. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Get under my feet. I'm going to cast all my care on you for you care for me. And this is what I'm going to do. There may be some people that you need to get rid of. Birds of a feather flock together. The reason you're not walking in victory is because you have surrounded your yourself with people that are defeated. If you want to be defeated, get around other defeated people. But if you want to walk in victory, you get around people that help you see light at the other end of the tunnel. That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do it. I may be tired. I may be sleepy. That don't matter. That don't matter. I'm going to get in the right headspace and I'm going to win right here. People who win, whether it be on a barrel race or roping or uh, the football field, baseball, whatever it is, you've got to win here first. As a believer, you've got to win here first. Because if not, this is how you x-ray it. If it's stealing and killing and destroying. I, I believe this is a word from God. Go ahead and stand your feet. I believe this is a word from God. There's people in here that the what if is evil and this is what if. What if, what if I'd have done that? What if I'd have saw it earlier? What if we, what if we didn't move? What if we did move? What if, can I tell you what, what if in that point is this? It's shame, guilt, and condemnation. That's stealing, that's killing, and that's destroying. And you know what that is? That's the devil. But God comes to give life and life more abundantly. If you're at that place of what if, you need to start saying, but my kids are healthy. 
My grandkids are healthy. I still have my job. I'm still making some money. I mean, it might be opposite, whatever it is. You might be not that place financially. But there is something that you can give God glory. If your health is okay, you ought to give God praise. There's a lot of people that it's not. What are you doing? You're x-raying. You're saying this. I'm going to think. This is what I'm going to choose to do. I'm going to think on things that are true and noble and of a good report. Is that true? I'm going to play truth or false. True or false? No, that's false. Okay. Do away with that. I'm going to replace it. Get rid of the purple elephant. Think of the yellow submarine. Come on. These are all things that we're going to do this week. There's some of you right now, you're already making the choice. Well, that just don't pertain to me. Walk in defeat. That's fine. But don't come complaining to us about it. Can I just be real with you? I'm telling you, this will help you. But you've got to do it. Every head bowed with every eye closed. God, in Jesus' name. I pray over every mind in this room. I pray, Lord, that they give you your thoughts. I break every curse that has been spoken over them, whether it be through parents, an aunt, or an uncle, or coach, or whoever it was, that made them think something that they are not. And so, Lord, right now, Spirit of the living God, through your power, through your might, I pray, Lord, there is victory flowing through the room. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh right now in people's minds and their thoughts. May they fixate towards you. Those that are thinking, well, there's no way I can do this. There's just no way. There's just no way. There's just no way. God, I pray that you make a way when there seems to be no way. May they walk in victory and freedom in Jesus' name. I break every, every stronghold inside of their mind. Jesus' mighty name, break it, break it, break it. Healing come. Healing come. Healing come. To that single parent, you are more than enough. To that single mom, to that single dad, you are more than enough. God is for you. He is not against you. I say right now in Jesus' mighty name, God is for you. He is not against you. Well, we want to thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We pray that you heard from God and that this message was for you. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people with this message. Arena of Life takes pride in connecting to God, to church, and to people. And we want to connect with you. So don't forget to check us out on all social media platforms, to check out our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and to download the Church Center app and to choose Arena of Life as your church. And a special thanks to those who make a difference by giving generously. You help us change lives and produce weekly content like this that reaches the world. If you're interested in partnering with us, you can give by clicking the link in our bio through the website arenaoflifechurch.org or through the Church Center app. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.